And so we're conditioned to be in this hustle mentality, right? To always go, go, push, push and go. And we're not really ever taught to um, really take care of our well-being. Imagine building wealth beyond your ancestors' wildest dreams and working on something that brings you purpose rather than chasing a paycheck. If you are ready to dive into understanding your relationship with money and create the money systems you need to design your dream life and earn passive income, you need to be part of my Vivala Investing program. Join today by using the link in the show notes. My name is Lucy King. I am on a mission to teach Latinas and women of color how to build generational wealth by healing their relationship with money, invest in the stock market, and launch an online business. I am a mom, a wife, a speaker, and author who launched her online business after I was denied access to financial advice because I didn't have $100,000 to start investing. Just like you, I used to believe that we Latinas and women of color have to work mentally and physically hard to earn money. On this show, I share the strategies to manage your dinero, all things finance, and well-building from a holistic perspective. I give you relatable personal finance tips with solo and guest episodes every week. Welcome to Say Hola Well Podcast. ¿Estás lista? ¡Vamos! Busy Mujer, before we dive into today's Dinero Chisme, I want to remind you to follow us on social if you are loving the podcast, want to build community, and learn all of the money chisme and behind the scenes of our business. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, and everywhere else on social. If you are loving the podcast, please leave us a review. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, it is the easiest way to share our podcast and help other mujeres find us and build wealth juntas. So take a moment to review and subscribe so you don't miss any dinero chisme. For more well-building tips, make sure you check our blog at www.sayolawell.com slash blog. If you're ready to increase your dinero, check out my free 20A Passive Income Guide to be entered to join my email list where I share personal finance chisme, upcoming events, and community updates to help you build well. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, mujeres. Welcome to Say Hola Well podcast. I am so excited to have you all here because I have seen you just step out of your comfort zone and start doing something that hasn't been done before, perhaps at your household or within your community. So I would like for all of you to introduce yourselves, tell us who you are, what you do, and also who you serve. So I'm going to go ahead and start with Sylvia. Hi, thank you so much for having us in this space. Uh, like you mentioned, my name is Sylvia Brands. I am the owner and founder of A Toda Madre, the podcast, as well as the life and mindset coaching program that I run and I do and I serve my comunidad with. Um, and I'm just so excited to be here. And a little bit about what I do is I help women of color step up, own their authenticity, have the hard conversations, step into their absolute worth, and live life a toda madre. 
And that's just a little bit of what I do and how I serve my community. And um, ah, I'm just so excited to dive into this chat. Thank you, Sylvia. I love everything you just said, but the, for some people that don't know what a toda madre is, can you just tell us what that, what that means? Oh my goodness. Yes, I can totally break that down. So a toda madre is in some phrases, um, it could be like, yeah, this is so great. Or Ooh, have, we're having hell of a time. But the way I love to use it is to live life to the fullest. Since I'm a life and mindset coach, I really apply it to live life to the fullest. So when people are like, oh yeah, going at toda madre, absolutely. Um, I know that there's a common phrase like you only live once. Well, a toda madre would be our equivalent. And so that is the power of the phrase and the power of my business and how I serve. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that question. I love it. So mujeres, let's start living our life at toda madre, just like Sylvia said. So with that, I want to, um, Jen, welcome you to the podcast. Tell us who you are, what you do and who you serve. Yes. Thank you, Lucy. Well, first off, I want to thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here and share this space with other amazing Latinas trailblazing and just being um, the first in their family to go after the thing that they love. I am a nutrition and stress management coach and the founder of Vida Vitality. And I help Latinas have a healthier relationship with food, manage stress, and learn to rest, which uh, I'm sure a lot of us can relate in our cultura is something that uh, is very, uh, something that wasn't conditioned and we didn't learn to do. So it can be really difficult to navigate that. And so, yeah, I'm excited to help my community and um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Love it, especially because we don't like to rest. We feel like we always, always have to go. And I know from experience, I can tell you that now when I'm resting, I'm actually making more money serving my community than I ever did before. So thank you so much for that, Jen. So Karen, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Lucy. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Lucy, for having us. I'm very happy to be here. My name is Karen Villa. I am creator and founder of Levida Coach. I'm a life coach for first-gen women of color. And practically, I help all the Latina first-gen women of color to get back to their wholeness, to grow confidence, and also to come out of their comfort zone and just become authentically themselves. So many of the times we follow this pattern that we need to practice what our families told us or social norms. So I feel like we have many gifts and talents that we need to share with the world and we're not sharing them. And once you do that, you start becoming a better version of yourself. So I'm just motivating other Latinas to, to be who you really are, to be who you are happy to be. That's what I'm doing. I love it. The power of authenticity that oftentimes we have to let go because we step into roles or jobs that doesn't celebrate our Latinidad. So I love the work that you're doing, Karen. Thank you so much for sharing. So Lily, tell us about Hi. you. Hi, Lucy. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be a part of this group, ladies that I've been following for quite some time. So it's, it's quite an honor. So I'm Lily Lizalde. I am a life coach. My focus is on helping women navigate through cultural norms. I think a lot of us can, um, I can resonate with many, all of you, I believe. So 
I do genuinely want to serve women or serve women that I know I believe in that all women have that talent, the wisdom and the ability to do more for themselves. Sometimes we believe as coaches, we believe more in them. It's, it's that our process to serve and help them believe in themselves. So that's my, my goal. Um, and that's who I serve and what I enjoy doing. I love it. So Mujeres, I wanted you to come to this podcast and share all, all of your wisdom together because there are a lot of women out there that want to maybe start their own coaching business, but they're like, oh my goodness, me da miedo, like I'm afraid. What are people going to think about me? What's my partner going to say, right? And so um, you already have, in a way, unlearned some of that conditioning. So. I want to ask, and I'll start with Sylvia, what are some of those beliefs that you have to let go of in order for you to show up online and start serving people? Absolutely. So this is a beautiful and a powerful question that has not just one answer. I feel like this is the lesson that we keep learning and learning and learning again. I can tell you years ago when I started with my own self-work journey, you think, okay, okay, I'm making progress. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm breaking generational norms. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing the other. I'm having hard conversations. I'm learning how to take care of myself. I'm advocating for myself. So many things. But then here I am. And at just full transparency, I left my job this past May to go 100 on my business. I know we can already hear. ¿Qué va a decir la gente? What are people going to say? And guys, mind you, my home is being built right now. So I had to move my, back home. <gasps> the people who are going to have the most say about what I'm doing with my life. And did they have things to say? They sure did. And they piped right up. So I decided to go 100 on my business because it was time. It was black and white. The numbers were there. We had a safety net. We were ready to go. I had my partner and me ready to go. We were on the same page. And then my parents, what are you doing? You went to college for a reason. You have a diploma. You have the paper. All of the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, right? Everything that on paper says, I'm supposed to do this. We didn't come from a different country so you could do this. What does that say about us? Carrying all of that. And guys, I'm not joking you. I see my parents in the hallway every morning in the kitchen and they say, oh, but you know, like maybe sit them to go back. Like you'll, you'll go get a job. And I have to set my boundary down every single day and say, "Ooh, I love where this is coming from. I know that you're concerned about me. So you're showing me love in that manner, but I am working. This is a business. I chose to do this. And that's where that work is. And so if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, oh, these, these women, they're so solidified. No, the work is never ending. There's always going to be new things to pick up, new things to adversary that you're going to have to come with. So this work is forever happening. But these women in this room right now is just proof that there are so many things possible for you. 
Thank you, Sylvia. That was such a powerful answer. And also from my experience, I have learned to understand that those comments from our parents, from our loved ones come from a lot of times fear because they don't want to see us fail, right? And so building a community, working with mentors or coaches that do believe in you, just like Lily was saying, is so powerful because you might not have the encouragement that you need at home in order to go full-time on your business, but the possibilities and that community is around for you to find it. So thank you for such a powerful answer. I'm going to go and uh, ask Jen, Jen, you are someone who's talking about stress and rest, which is so, <laughs> it's almost a taboo topic, just like money in our community. So what are some of the things that you have to overcome, not only to grow your business or launch your business, but also ground yourself in believing that what, the work that you're doing is necessary? Yes, thank you for the question, Lucy. So I think coming from a immigrant background, being first generation, right, where we're trying to navigate this culture for the very first time. And, you know, there is a lot of, um, a lot of focus on safety, right? Doing, and I remember growing up, there was always this emphasis on getting higher education. It was very glamorized, right? Because my, my family comes from a very working class, very uh, physically labor intensive jobs. And so going to school, getting that higher education was seen as the way out. And, um, and so we're conditioned to be in this hustle mentality, right? To always go, go, push, push and go. And we're not really ever taught to um, really take care of our well-being. Now I want to ask you, you're someone who I know, um, I have seen grown so much and you talk about the power of showing up authentically online. Now, was there any work that you had to do in order to actually give yourself permission to just go after your dream? Yes, definitely. So there was a process when you're trying to, to become a better version of yourself. You're always learning, always doing something different and always meeting new people and getting to know yourself more. So it's an endless learning process. So some of the things that I had to work with was just focus on myself, focus on my goals, um, come up with habits and also goals and found like-minded people. Because yes, you can have your support at home or at work, but it's just a different atmosphere, different mentalities. Um, a lot of people won't understand what you're going through. What are your goals? So I had to work with um, like-minded people, like coaches, or also read books, podcasts, and just do a lot of mindset work, a lot of rest, and just getting to know myself more and and resting like my my peers. Like I found out that resting was very honorable to do because when you have rest, you just have a clear mentality. Yes, because, you know, when you're working from a nine to five, you're always busy. You know, you have to get your work done and then go home, cook, sleep. 
But when you get the rest, you just have to get in touch with yourself and also make time for yourself. So I came up with a lot of goals and also a different mindset and believe in myself. And I decided that I had to work with my higher self because that's how I came. Like, that's how I achieved many goals. And I accomplished many things because if I would have just stayed in my comfort zone, I wouldn't come out. Like I wouldn't grow. So I just have to believe in myself. You're your highest self that you can become. Like you have to believe in yourself so you can become better at what you're doing. I love it. And I, I'm having this conversation because I want to show mujeres that although they might see us as, wow, they're coaches, like we're still doing the work. We're still not only learning to rest, but also learning to let go of cultural expectations and cultural norms, which brings me back to Lily. Lily, you're helping mujeres really understand that they don't have to do them themselves. You have a partner who is very supportive of your dreams and your goals, but sadly enough, not everyone has that. So how can someone navigate that conversation if they want to have a coaching business, but their partner is not supportive of the goal. Thank you. I'm actually, and it's a work in progress, Lucy. It's a, and I think we have to set that. Sometimes it's like when we get married or when you have that partner, it's like, you don't, will you want to avoid those difficult situations or those difficult conversations? But I think if we assume, I think we have to stop assuming what our partner is, is thinking or what our partner wants. I, I always say it, we go hand in hand. Like with my husband, I, I support him in his business. So sometimes it's him and I, I take that rest. I take over the load of the kids and the responsibility. He does a few steps and he's succeeding. And then it's my turn. And I think it's important if we make sure that we prioritize ourselves. And I always go, I always tell people and I, the woman that I work, a relationship and the partnership, it's a hundred percent. You have to put in a hundred percent you and a hundred percent them. It's not a 50, 50 thing because it's not going to work out. If you don't give it your all, and if you are not honest with yourself, you're not going to get um, that from your partner. So I do definitely emphasize the importance, especially because the more we work on your, with your partner and your the relationship, it falls down on your kids. Like I am a mother of three. So I know that my kids already know, and they already know how things work around the house, who's responsible for who, who, who's responsible for what, like just the simple little things. Um, it goes a long ways. Definitely. Thank you, Lily. And I think it's so important also for those moms that are thinking about, you know, going after their dreams. And it's hard to understand that they don't have to do it all. The little things like maybe teaching your toddler to put their lunchbox away every day, like that is a lot of, um, it's really like a lot of like good habits that takes from your play. Although you might think like it takes me three minutes to just put the little, maybe less, right? To put the lunchbox away, like those little things. It's important. And you talk about the importance of everyone knows what's going on. Communication is key, especially for those moms who want to go after their dreams. So Jen, you talk about the power of resting and you're a huge advocate of people resting what are some ways or techniques that people can actually use to really make that happen in their daily life yeah so first it's important to acknowledge and bring truth to how difficult resting can actually be right because 
we, we know that resting is a huge important of our health and that it's really important, yet it's not a skill or a practice that we're really taught to do, especially growing up in survival mode and being in that, in that state for so long it could actually be more uncomfortable to make time to rest, right? And it's not only, you know, mentally challenging, but also physically, like your whole entire nervous system um, is, is addicted to these stress hormones because you've been in um, that environment for so long, right? Maybe you grew up in a very chaotic hustle environment um, like I did. And so I remember like it was just so normal for me to be in that state. I didn't even realize it. Um, so it's really important to um, give yourself grace and to recognize that it's not going to happen overnight, right? It's going to take time and intentionality to change um, that baseline that your body and your mind has been operating for so long. Um, so taking those baby steps really and uh, really important to not only know that it's not just a mindset, but it really is a, an embodiment, right? Like our mind and our body are so interconnected. And sometimes we just focus on the mindset of like, okay, I just need a rest, right? But even when we're not doing anything and we're laying down, like our mind is still going, 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 right? We have these thoughts of what I need to be doing next, or we guilt ourselves for not um, doing more, right? I remember I would feel so guilty when I would be resting because I would just think about, all of the sacrifices that my family had to go through. And I would just think like, I'm not doing enough. Right. And that guilt within itself is causing more stress. And so it's really important to um, tune into our bodies. And one of the things that I really love to do is um, somatic work, right? So really focusing in on um, your body, your breathing, um, giving yourself, um, creating safety for yourself, um, meditation, and really being into what's going on um, in your body is really important. I love it. I feel like we're just learning so much about not only rest, but boundaries, you know, and learning all of these cultural beliefs and also showing up authentically, which is something that we are conditioned to let go, right? Because la cultura, que va a decir la gente, what are people going to think? But the, the more we grow as coaches, the more work we have to do uh, to embody this new identity as not only a coach, but also the CEO of the, of the coaching businesses that we launched. So at some point in your decision-making process, you had to choose to make an investment in yourself, right? Meaning you have to go and say, who's going to help me get there where I need to go? So what was the thought going into you guys' head of, I have to invest in myself. So I'm going to start with Sylvia. Okay. So mine is actually a really funny story. I've known from a very young age that I didn't like to have a boss. And of course my parents were like, girl, you gotta, you, you gotta stop because parents teacher conference time would come and they'd be like, I, she's a pleasure to have in class, but the girl won't stop talking. I think God was chiming in right away from the beginning, but one thing that I specifically want to say to women, to Latinas, women of color in general, is messy action totally has a role when you're going to invest in yourself. Before Atoda Madre was a life coaching practice in business, first, it was an online clothing store, gas. Then when I realized I didn't want to source clothing, I started making gem bracelets because I really like gems. 
when I realized I did not have a passion for going to the post office, then that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to start a podcast, an old podcast at the time. And then I was like, okay, I'm getting close. I know that I'm supposed to be serving people, but I just don't know how. And then finally I came across life coaching and I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. This click. But again, had I never taken the opportunity to invest in myself, to mess up again, because everybody likes to say like, oh my gosh, failure. Ooh, why are you going to do that to yourself? How embarrassante. But failure has always led me to more focus. Every time I have failed, it has caused me to refocus, which is why I ask women to shift their perspective around investing in themselves every single time. If you never made the investment to take a shot on yourself, where would you be? Again, you're sitting in your thoughts. You're sitting in all of this unclarity. And you're not moving a step forward into living in your highest self, your most authentic self and living the desires of your heart. Love it. And I love the story too, by the way. Because failure is something that I'm also passionate about. I don't think that we celebrate it enough. And so thank you so much for sharing that. Karen, what was going on through your mind when you first had to make an investment in yourself? Yes. So I hate failure. (laughs) I hate failing. I will drop out of classes just because I didn't want to get a C. Like I was already, like I was guessing I was going to fail the class. I was like, okay, well, voy a aprender a las malas. Like, am I going to be spending money just to fail? Or is it going to just believe in myself and, and go for it? So I took some courses when I was in college and I was like, okay, I invested in myself because knowledge is power. You know, I'm, I'm from Mexico, so I had to pay classes out of pocket. So I was like, okay, voy a tener que gastar dinero, but it's gonna, it's gonna be worth it. It's going to benefit me to get a better career or to have a better working job because I was working in a, in a fast food restaurant and I was like, I don't see myself working here. Like, I want to go to school. Like, I want to invest in my education so I can have a better job. Maybe like working in an office. So I was manifesting all this like five years ago. In five years, many things can happen. So now I'm working in an office and I'm like, okay, Lord, (laughs) I'm in an office right now, but I'm still not happy. Like, I love helping people. You know, I switched jobs from the medical field to being a teacher. Now I'm a case manager. I love helping people. Yes. So is this my calling? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Is there such thing as a life coach? So I was like, okay, I think I, I broke the code. I guess I'm a life coach. I've been a life coach all my life <laughs> because people were like, Karen, pues, ¿cómo le hace? like you came from Mexico. You didn't have papers. You went to college. And I was like, okay, well, people are asking me for like, for, I don't know, recommendations or they're just asking for my opinion. And I'll easily tell them because I was like, I'm going to college, but I don't see any people of my ethnicity or my age doing it. And it feels lonely. I want others to do it too. So I will easily tell them like, hey, if you need help, um, let hit me up. This is my email. This is my phone number. Let's meet up during the weekend. And that's how... I became very passionate, passionate about communities because I didn't want to fill classes. Um, I was having a hard time with statistics. So me and some classmates will get together during the weekend and, and study every weekend in a cafecito and just like help each other. So I was like, this is what I want to do. I love helping out. I love being in touch with people. I switched careers and I invested in a money coach and life coach and I'm like, I think this is the key. You have to invest in yourself to better yourself. So I'm just looking forward to just embracing my higher self, my future self. And and I can't wait to see other Latinos do it too, because we all have gifts within us. 
Love it. And I can sense your passion. And I think everyone in this room can really uh, feel your energy and your calling because you are a life coach. Now you're serving people. And this is the beauty of the things that could happen when you invest in yourself. So Jen, earlier during the interview, you mentioned about feeling a little bit of discomfort uh, when it came to resting. What was that discomfort like when you had to invest in yourself? Oh, yeah, it was a very anxiety inducing experience. I know that sounds a little dramatic, but it was literally like my whole body was feeling the, the fear um, because it I had so many years worth, generations worth of conditioning that you are born to survive, right? Like you are, you focus all your time on just getting what you need to get by, right? And all of the money that you're earning just goes to your survival and to save for an emergency. Anything else other than that is not needed. So investing in myself and my, um, my growth was something that um, was never seen in my family. And so, you know, I was just thinking, um, you know, the fear of investing in something that um, I wasn't sure was going to what I was going to get out of it. And I think I always had this mentality that in order to get to where I needed, it needed to be hard, it needed to be uh, filled with a lot of resistance, and that it was going to be a long, difficult road to get there. And, um, you know, the we, we also was instilled with the um, idea that I had to get it myself. So it was really difficult for me to ask for help is kind of a, a came with a lot of shame. And especially in our community, right, like you, in order to get things, um, you know, you don't, you don't show that it's difficult to get them. And so um, I really struggled to ask for help. But once I took that, um, that leap of faith and invested in myself, like I was able to grow and heal in so many different ways that I, that I know I wouldn't have been able to do it on my own. Um, and, you know, I kind of think of coaching as, you know, you wanting to get to a destination and, you know, imagining that, you are walking and it's raining, right? And doing it by yourself, right? But let's say your coach comes to the side in the car and says, hey, hop on, like I can get you to that destination. Like, of course you're gonna do it, right? Cause it's, it's gonna be so much easier um, and you don't have to jump through all these hoops. So it definitely um, was a process of surrendering those beliefs and trusting in the process. It has definitely not been easy, it has been far from that, but definitely one of the uh, most rewarding experiences. And now I'm so passionate to be able to help other women, especially in the health and wellness space, because there really aren't a lot of Latinas in this space who really understand the intersectionalities and the unique experiences that come with being first generation Latina, you know, the, the difficulty of navigating two cultures at once and, you know, trying to find your identity, trying to break these cultural um, expectations. And I think we're all innately born with unique gifts and skills in the world. And you know, sometimes we are, we're put down to be able to, to shine, right? And it's unlearning all those things so that way you can be able to share your gifts with the world. That was so beautiful, Jen. And I felt your passion as well. I'm like, wow, 
you are going to be making a lot of people not only healthy, but also you're going to give them the permission that they need to understand that they don't need to do it alone. So that was just so beautiful. So Lily, I want to ask you, uh, because you're so passionate about breaking those cultural norms, right? You're a mom of three. Culturally, you are expected to just give up your dreams and be the mom and don't ask for more. And it's all about family. So how was it for you to choose you as Lily, the busy mujer, and then come to terms to I can still invest in myself. I can still be a mom and I can still be a wife. You see, you know exactly how to word it because I work I work through this with you. I know how you caught me was like busy mujer, busy mujer. I'm like, that's me. That's I'm that busy mujer. But now how do I turn it around and um, just kind of explain that to my own self about investing in myself just because I am also a registered nurse. So I had already paid off all my school debt and I had already done that. But then I knew I still didn't find fulfillment. And I mean, I surf, I've surfed throughout many years as a nurse, now as a life coach. But now I knew that investing in myself was going to help me grow and continue growing for the benefit of my own family. Thankfully, my husband does support me 100%. But what Sylvia says, trying to explain that to my trying to explain that to my to my parents, they're not going to understand how I'm letting go of nursing. So how am I now investing? What do you mean this new thing? So explaining or just a part of and then just letting them know how much it's even moving forward or doing this change and letting go. It's I'm not only grieving nursing, it's my family grieving my previous career and my previous. So it's not just the investment part. It's letting go of a previous identity or the previous me that I will continue moving forward. I can help me more people. I mean, nursing will always be part of me, but just having my family culturally understand that because they work through me. They, they went through the stages of my previous career. Now helping them understand that has definitely been a challenge, but I think if we stand our ground and we show them and continue to demonstrate that this is for the benefit of everyone and they'll see it, they'll see the, they see the work being done. My husband totally sees it. He now says, coaching, go here, go for it. Cause he sees the growth in me. So I love just- it. And I have seen your growth as well. So mujeres, I want to be respectful of your time. So the last question that I have for you is what is your definition of wealth? And I will start with Sylvia. I really love this question. So my definition of wealth would would be abundance. I think growing up in our households, and I'll never forget, it's there was a novella when I was younger that was like salud, dinero y amor. I don't even know if anybody's heard of it. Wow, you guys. Okay, everybody's laughing, so I feel better. But as a as a grown adult abundance would be how I define wealth because abundance isn't just like, oof, I got money in the bank. It's, I have just an overflow of all things that I need in my environment, all things that I need in my heart, all things that I need in my soul, all things that I have my, with my relationship with God, etc. And a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you know, I want to, I want to be rich or I want to have money. And I know that Again, our relationship with money can be a podcast conversation for another time, but that is what I would think as the true definition of wealth would be is just my own definition of abundance and, and how I choose 
to define that, what my own definition of, of abundance is. And again, like how we all shared our beautiful stories around the norms that we just carried for, for, by, for other people, by other people. And so, yeah, that's absolutely what I would say. Love it. Got in. Same question. What is your definition of wealth? That's my favorite word. <laughs> well, my definition of wealth is to live life with purpose, having a peace of mind. And by that means having a financial emergency fund, helping others, doing things that give you joy, traveling, having free time. So I feel like wealth has a lot of definitions, but I feel like wealth is very, it's such a, a broad different a broad word we can all find well in things that make us happy in life love it purpose is like my favorite word after money <laughs> so Jen what is your definition of wealth I love this question so for me when I think of wealth it's an internal state of being. It's not something outside of you, not what you have, not what you do. It's really who you are and reclaiming that power and your innate worth. And very similar to what Sylvia was talking about, this state of abundance, right? Like you feel so content within that you overflow and you have that to give to others. Um, also for me, it's having freedom to live my life, how I want to live it, um, doing whatever I want to do and not being tied to others' expectations. Um, and then, but I think the greatest wealth of all is health, because at the end of the day, if you don't have health, and I'm talking not just physical health, but holistic health, you know, taking into account your spirituality, your mental health, all of that, um, because without health, you don't have anything like you can have all the money in the world, but without it, you it's, it's so difficult to do anything else. So that is my definition of wealth. And lastly, you know, just having you being able to reclaim your gifts and sharing them with the world and getting monetized for that, right? Like it's so easy to get money. It doesn't have to be this, this state of, of force and resistance so yeah, it comes with ease and flow. I love it. And if I had another mic, I would probably drop it. But since I only have one and I need to ask Lily the same question, but that was so beautiful. Thank you so much, Jen. Lily, the same question. What is your definition of wealth? Oh my gosh, I couldn't agree with all you ladies. I actually um, have was thinking about this question as you guys were saying it, things were coming up for me as well. Sylvia, abundance. Um, wealth is abundance of resources. I think my resources for me, freedom of choice, health, balance, and the peace of mind. I think the more we put ourselves out there, the more I've learned and invested in myself. And it's definitely, we can figure out how, mon um, how money intercepts with those resources. So it goes hand in hand with what Jen said. So definitely where our fo focus goes, our energy follows. I love it. Mujeres, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I will be adding um, everyone's Instagram or website on the show notes. So make sure you give these mujeres a follow because they are literally living their dreams. So thank you all for coming to the podcast.
Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take control of your dinero, download our free 15-page Latina's Guide to Building Wealth, the ultimate blueprint to create your dinero systems. This guide includes the best tips on mindset, budgeting, and the dinero systems you need to build wealth. It is completely free, and to get a copy, you need to go to sayolawealth.com and enter code WEALTH at checkout and start creating your wealthy life today. Until next time, mujer, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay inspired. On the Say Hola Well podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general informational purposes only, and it does not constitute legal accounting tax or other legal advice. Listeners should not act upon the content information without seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professionals. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liabilities with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liabilities for errors, inaccuracy, omission, misleading, or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.